What's up, guys? So, as a member of the male gender, I don't have a whole lot of Facebook photos that I get a ton of likes on. <laughs> People just aren't so interested in really feeding the validation on dudes' Facebook photos, right? But I would say probably one of the most popular photos that I posted in recent memory, which has gotten a whole lot more likes <laughs> than my photos do normally, is this photo I took of me doing some day game in Valencia. And you're really going to have to go and check out this photo. I'll have it on my website, puaspots.com, or you could probably go check it out on my Facebook page if you're friends with me on Facebook. And this picture got so many likes because it really does capture the sublime beauty of this city. Valencia isn't one of those European cities that you hear people ranting and raving about a whole lot, but everything about this city from its architecture to its weather to its beach to the women. I, when I was there, there was a noticeable uplifting of my mood and my state just because of the beauty that surrounded me. So make sure you go check out that photo. Barcelona is the Spanish city you probably hear the most about, but I'll make the case here why you should go to Valencia instead. First of all, it's a much better value. I spent about three weeks in Barcelona, and Valencia seems to have almost everything that Barcelona does at about a third of the cost. In Barcelona, a very simple flat share in a kind of cool neighborhood costs 31 euros a night. A very shitty hostel costs $22 a night, whereas in Valencia, was that $22? Or Actually, I think that was 22 euros. God, it's so expensive in the summertime in Barcelona. In Valencia, I found that a not awful private room flat shares via Airbnb cost between 10 to 15 dollars, a significantly better value, a value that is in my mind really only touched by what you can find in South America or going into some of the really poorer countries of Eastern Europe. Continuing, in general, the Wi-Fi in Barcelona is quite mediocre. The speeds and reliability are so wanting there that it negatively affected my productivity in the time I spent in Barcelona. Disappointingly, there's just a single real digital nomad-friendly cafe in Barcelona, which sounds a little bit crazy because... They do all those digital nomad conferences in Barcelona, and yeah, you just hear so many people like to talk about how they went to Barcelona, and 
I spent, yeah, like I said, a couple of weeks there and I went around to all the cafes that are rated real highly and I just could not find good coffee nor really good Wi-Fi. In contrast, the Wi-Fi in Valencia is muy bien. At cafes, restaurants, hostels, and Airbnb apartments, I consistently found the 20 megabyte up-down connection that I need to do work. If you're a digital nomad as well, that's really what you need to find. And if you don't find it in a city or a country, you got to move on. If you really want to go shopping at a Prada store, Barcelona is the city for you. But Valencia is overall a so much better value for nomadic seducers. Let's talk about las mujeres. So the women, young Spanish women are quite sexy. As sexy as the American Latinas of my native Denver, Colorado, the Slavic Barbie dolls of Eastern Europe, and certainly sexier than the Panamanian or Costa Rican women that I have some experience with. On the totem pole of scintillating women, they are outranked only by Colombianas, from my vantage point. Interestingly, I met a handful of sexy black Spanish women in Valencia, actually. If your starship enterprise, like mine, is occasionally drawn irresistibly to explore black holes, I don't think you'll be disappointed with Valencia. The Spanish negritas are feminine, sexy, and curvaceous, unlike the total train wreck that is the average American black women. So some of your some of your ears are are perking up right now who who have these uh have a little bit of jungle fever as as they call it. So let's talk about the nightlife in Valencia. Valencia has the kinds of clubs that my native Denver, Colorado pretends to have. Check out some of the videos I posted of some really uh, mind-blowing mammoth open-air discos. So Spanish girls, unfortunately, don't like to bump and grind on the dance floor with total strangers like they do in South America. They prefer to dance like retards, like most Europeans. So if you really want to bring your dance floor game, go to the salsa clubs, not the mainstream discos. It's not quite like Central or Eastern Europe where people like almost don't even want to touch each other on the dance floor. But like I said, they, they prefer to dance like retards. The, the real Latin clubs are where you're going to have the opportunity to put your hands on the ladies. The pickup line that seems to be working for me here is that I approach and I tap the elbow and I say, Hola, puedo bailar por unos minutos? That means, hi. I can dance for a few minutes and then I pull her towards the dance floor. So you can see it's a little bit of cocky, cheeky. I'm not asking her to dance. I'm just saying I can dance. 
for a few minutes, make it a short, short proposed interaction. And I got really good responses to that. What I would suggest if you're not a native Spanish speaker and you need some material for seducing in Espanol, check out my website and I have a spreadsheet being the geek that I am. I have a spreadsheet of over a hundred pickup lines, rapport, banter lines in Spanish that I've used for years now. It's quite good material. It's not the the stupid pickup lines that you'll find googling this on the internet. And I have a fairly detailed podcast that goes with that also, which you can find in any of my podcast feeds or better yet, just head over to puaspots.com. Let's talk about the culture. So Spain is a major contrast to Eastern Europe, where I spent quite a bit of time. And the stereotype is true. Latinos are just way more friendly. I think of the diminutive ancient Catalan woman that approached me, cold approached me, in a little grocery store, tapped my elbow, and rambled for a couple of minutes about the items she was getting there. She then chatted up the cashier and several other customers in the store. She wasn't crazy. Well, maybe she was a little crazy. She wasn't begging for money. She wasn't soliciting anything. She just thought it would be appropriate to go into a grocery store and make conversation with the total strangers there. Or I think about the first day I arrived in Valencia and I was wandering through the winding streets of the old town, likely with a puzzled look on my face, and an elderly Spanish couple stopped me and gave me directions to just where I needed to go. That sort of thing is not going to happen in Eastern or likely not even in, not even, not even in uh, Central Europe. You're not going to get that type of treatment. So the Noche de San Juan is this ridiculous, boozy, all-night beach party. There's like 5,000 young people hanging out at Valencia's beach this night. You're supposed to jump over seven bonfires and seven waves, and then you make a wish, but mostly people just drink a lot and dance awkwardly in the sand not wearing very much clothes. I usually don't peacock, but this seemed like a great occasion to dress completely inappropriately. So I wore my white suit jacket, a nice shirt and a red tie. And I actually have a video of me partying, looking (laughs) as ridiculous as I described. It really was a fun night you'll quickly become accustomed to egregiously bad and lazy customer service in Spain. It's quite a contrast to Eastern Europe. (laughs) In, In respect to, in Eastern Europe, what you find is a cute young girl who stands at the entrance of every restaurant or cafe and beckons passerbyers to come in and spend their money. And these Girls have just slightly more responsibility than a cardboard cutout of a cute girl would have. They don't actually seat you. 
and give you a menu. They just gesture towards an open table. They can't bring you water or appetizers. They can't bring you your check, and they certainly don't seem to be able to answer any questions about the restaurant or the menu. In Spain, the cute girl is replaced by a just slightly more competent male waiter who are eager to hustle you into their restaurant, yet consistently have really shitty attitudes. And they forget your orders. They're <laughs> I, I was just consistently unimpressed by these, these guys who just can't seem to find a better job than working at a restaurant serving gringos that they hate. Since I've lived in Spain, I've began eating in more just to avoid the bad experience of eating at restaurants. I recall after a walking tour, me and a group of about 20 other thirsty tourists were looking for a bar to relax at. And the first place we entered, the waiter looked up from playing on his phone at our group of gringos eager to drop some coin and he cavalierly just told us that he couldn't serve us and turned us away, not interested in the business. Valencia is one western city that doesn't seem to be selling its soul out to jarring multiculturalism. The festivals are Spanish festivals celebrating San Juan, San Jose, San Maria, San this, San that. Anywhere in public you'll see and mostly hear just Spanish people. Many businesses close in the mid-afternoon for siesta. Walking through the center at night, you won't be harassed by dodgy guys who speak really shitty Spanish and English trying to sell you drugs, water, or other things you really don't need. English is nowhere as ubiquitous as in the rest of Europe. All the the black people I met were actually Spanish themselves. A couple of my roommates were immigrants, but they were from South America, mostly Peru and Argentina. The food, I was actually kind of underwhelmed by, to be honest. Maybe I wasn't going to enough swanky restaurants, but I just found Spanish food really meh. Paella is just kind of like rice with vegetables, patatas bravas, just taste like french fries and ketchup to me, and nothing else I tried made much of an impression. I was on a 90-day period of intermittent no boozing, which I did cheat on with a single small glass of Agua de Valencia, which is a sugary, fruity drink that I could imagine a 21-year-old girl in a miniskirt getting drunk off of and then losing her bedazzled iPhone. But other than that, I can't comment on the quality of beer or wine there. I was a bit disappointed when the selection of the main grocery stores, Consumo and Mercadona, which you'll find on nearly every block. There was a couple of items I like, like probiotic yogurt and blueberries that I had gotten used to eating elsewhere that I had trouble finding. The main staples of my diet, coconuts, avocado, tuna, and salad were noticeably overpriced compared to Eastern Europe. 
I was happy to find a swanky, overpriced organic grocery store just off Blasco Ibanez where I could drop some coin for the kinds of foodstuffs my snobbish foodie palette demands. And I'll link to that in this blog article in, t in case you have, you have similarly demanding tastes and the, the consumer just won't cut it. Let's talk about the neighborhoods. So in the two months I was there, I stayed in seven different Airbnb apartments in different neighborhoods around town. And some of the neighborhoods were quite boring. There wasn't anything to do. There wasn't any nightlife. The, the cafes all sucked. And I ended up like just staying inside my apartments for days on end. The city center, El Carmen neighborhood, is very picturesque and good for day gaming tourists who are ooing and eyeing at the architecture. But I discovered that the area just south of the university and just north or south of Blasco Ibanez, I discovered that this is really the place to be. Don't mess around with any of those other neighborhoods. It's about a five minute walk from my favorite cafe. It's a quick tram ride to the beach. It's a 10 minute cab ride to Umbracal, which I'll talk about a little bit later. And it's about a 10 minute cab ride to the bars and pubs in El Carmen. There's at least one major disco on Blasco Ibanez and the barrio is swarming with young people during the weekends. And there's abundant bars and restaurants for your day twos in this neighborhood. I rarely stepped outside of my flat without seeing a young lady strolling down the avenue who caught my crossed eye. And I stayed there during the summertime. So I can just imagine it being a real day game Shangri-La during the school season. It's quite affordable, and I rented private rooms in flats in this neighborhood for in between 15 to 20 euros nightly. What, what else can you ask for in a neighborhood? Really, it was, it, was, it was quite great. I imagine that in the future I'll be, I'll be a bit spoiled because that neighborhood just had everything at such a great value. So yes, it does have a beach. And after all those cold months shivering in Eastern Europe, it really was glorious to let my toes just sink into that glor into that white, long strip of sand. So about the cafes, I found a couple of digital nomad friendly spots to hang out, eat, and drink the antioxidizing beverage that we so adore. Mayan Cafe and Zum Ensalada, I recommend. Mayan has real coffee that meets my high standards for the dark nectar. Zum's coffee is not as good, which it's healthy salads, wicked fast Wi-Fi, and standing desk make up for. So you can find those spots linked in the article. In the cool Blasco Ibanez neighborhood that I mentioned, just south of the university, I found 
Bastard Coffee. Great name, right? Which typifies what people call a great space. It's very sunny, yet excellently air-conditioned. Uh, and although the chairs were a bit uncomfortable, it became my favorite cafe in Valencia. The weather is truly heavenly. At least during the early summer when I was there, the temperatures hovered between about 60 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. I think it rained just a couple of times in the two months I spent there, and the locals tell me that the weather doesn't change that much throughout the year, that it doesn't have a true winter time, that it just gets a little bit cooler as you get into that half of the year. Okay, so what about the networking groups? Here's one dimension in which Barcelona is the better city. There's a true abundance of networking opportunities in Barcelona. And for being such a beautiful city full of swanky bars, cafes, and restaurants, you would kind of think that there would just be a little bit more going on in Valencia. There was a little bit of a, a lack of that. However, I'll recommend that you join a couple of groups if you're going to be in Valencia. First is the Valencia Language Exchange Group. They organize pretty good language exchanges a couple times a week. There's a Facebook groups for expats in Valencia. This is a great place to get your questions about the city answered in English. And there's a group called Crazy Erasmus Valencia. As far as I can tell, this is a nightlife promotional page that does quite rowdy parties that make sure that the European exchange students are distracted by partying and hungover at least a couple times a week. Bing! College nights, their parties are sometimes sausage fests, but they're worth checking out. Some of their parties were quite great, and they are college parties, so lots of pretty girls and very affordable, too get into. Internations Valencia is nowhere near as active as in some cities, and the RSD inner circle in Valencia is weak. None of these guys actually go out and game. Shame on you. Perhaps it's good that this city's a little weak in the networking department. In cities that have great events going on every day, there's a real danger of networking so much that you get no actual work done, right? There's, if someone needs to invent like a clever phrase for, uh, for, for failure by, by excessive networking. Also for pickup artists, networking can become a bit of a, a crutch, a, a bit of a pathway to fake abundance, right? You line up networking events to go to every single night. And well, I'll say this for, for new and intermediate level PUA guys, maybe for completely green guys that are like, that are like social anxiety cases that are trying to break out of their comfort zones. Yeah. Networking events can be great. But once you get into that, that, that those, those intermediate levels, they can be a, a, a source of fake abundance. I'll explain what I mean by that. You know, you line up a bunch of networking events where you can go to every night where you'll be meeting like new people. And so you can 
because you you're gonna have all these new people entering your digital Rolodex, you can kind of like rationalize not going out and not approaching and not approaching that cute girl in the cafe, not doing that final approach in the club at the end of the night. And these networking events are really not the very best place to be doing pickup. You know, the express purpose of these networking events is, well, whatever the express purpose of the networking events is. It could be practicing your language. It could be, I don't know, talking about startups. It could be uh, trying different food. It could be these these liberal, really political, politically correct things that people have going on. And they are not the very best place to be doing your, to be practicing pickup. Although I do go to net, quote unquote networking events probably like two times a week. There is, there is some value in them, but they're not something that should be relied upon for your evolution in the game, right? Transportation is a bit of a challenge. There's no convenient metro system like Berlin or other European cities that I've spent time in. The bus and tram system in the city actually takes about as much time to get places as walking places does, which I'm not going to complain a whole lot about since walking places is a simple pleasure that I actually enjoy. I'm a little bit weird. I like getting out there, getting some vitamin D. For longer distance trips, I use the MyTaxi app, which works pretty good to get a relatively friendly taxi driver in front of your destination, in front of where you're at within about 10 minutes. But I realized it's kind of a ripoff. It costs at least 9 to 10 euros for even a short trip home from the club or whatever. I realized that they kind of scam you. They start charging you as soon as the taxi driver picks up your digital hail, right? So you hop in the taxi and they've already charged you like four or five euros. By the, by the time you, you jump in and close the door, there's another app called Taxis Valencia, which doesn't quite rip you off, but it seemed to take a bit longer to actually get you the taxi. There's no Uber there, so... It's, uh, yeah, you got a little bit more reason to get out there and walk and maybe find uh, spots in your neighborhood as opposed to jetting around town in taxis or in Ubers like is so convenient in other cities. So if you are going to be in Valencia, you're definitely going to want to head over to my website and check out the blog article for this because I do have links to all the places that I'm recommending and I do have a map there of the P-Way spots, the places you're going to want to go in the nighttime and in the daytime to meet chicas. I'll talk about them a little bit here. So Aquarela Playa, this is one bitchin' beach club. So I went on a Sunday night when they do salsa and bachata dancing. And this is the kind of club that my native Denver, Colorado pretends to have. It's a stone's throw from the sand of the beach. And you'll find that this is a true open air disco. On Sundays, there were three dance floors open 
And as expected, there was a lot of good-looking girls. At a white party there, literally one of the smallest women I've ever seen in my life approached me, a grown, grown woman, I should, I should add. I didn't ask how old she was, but I, 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 I assume she was over 18. She, she, looking at her face, she, she certainly looked over 18, but she was just one of the, one of the smallest women I've ever seen. She approached me and asked me to dance. She was under four feet tall, and I felt a little awkward bachata grinding with a woman the size of a, of a six-year-old child. But hey, it's all, it's all part of the adventure yet. And I did add another star to my review of Aquarella Playa because they serve non-alcoholic beer for the non-retards. This is a this is a great club. I'll I'll be back if I'm back in Valencia. But my favorite club ended up being Umbracal. This is a real nightclub. After a year of living in Europe, this is hands down the best disco that I've been to. I went on a Friday night for a language exchange in this very swank venue. The language exchange was, like a lot of language exchanges, a whole lot more recreational than educational, but I met some very cool people at it. Upstairs is La Terraza, which is an open-air disco under the soaring, gorgeous modern architecture that is kind of part of the uh, Ciudad de Artes y Ciencias there. And sometime after midnight, the nightclub below the terraza opened, and it consists of a Latin dance room and an electronica room. And here I encountered the hottest girls I've seen since clubbing in Medellin and Kiev. Although it's a quite public venue, there was some scruffy looking backpacker dudes there, some chubbies and some crusty old ladies all dressed up with the with the <laughs> the makeup layered on to compete with the sexy young things and they do serve non-alcoholic beer which I was happy about. I do recommend RSVPing through the Valencia Language Exchange group for free entry. There's a street called Carrer de Pollo y Perelon, I think, and I was lucky to have rented a room right on this block, and it was quite a lively district of town. There was a couple of kind of cool, I'm not going to call them like clubs, but there's a couple of lounges in the neighborhood that were kind of fun. There was, <laughs> I remember one night I was just really in zombie mood after working for about 11 hours, but I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll go out anyways, and I went out alone, and I was kind of like standing in the, the corner of one of these, these spots, and my approaches were not going great for the night, and then these two young guys actually approached me, and they were like, hey, what's up, man, speaking to me, or they, they discovered that I was a foreigner, and then there was like, oh, wow, you're a foreigner, hey, meet our, meet our amiga here, and so I, I met the amiga, and then I discovered that everyone in the bar were like, were like literally like high school kids. And I was like, I'm 31 years old. I need to get the hell out of here. 
Okay, there's another spot called Caribbean that's in the same neighborhood. I went on a Wednesday night, which apparently is their Erasmus student night. Erasmus is the European student exchange program where young Europeans tour around the continent getting intoxicated. And they're playing a mashup of my kind of music, salsa, bachata, and some poppy Latin music. It was pretty busy, and there was certainly some cute college girls, uh, but there's also a lot of dues. The proportion was not great, and I'm also going to deduct one star for no non-alcoholic beer. I just feel so awkward drinking friggin' water in a nightclub. There's no patio or chill area of this bar, which creates this weird situation with a lot of people hanging around the entrance of the bar, smoking and sitting on the uncomfortable cement barrister. As far as I can tell, the city really just has one great day game location, which is the Plaza de la Arena. This is, I think it's the best place to day game in the city. And I didn't really encounter like a high frequency of opportunity elsewhere. Although, like I said earlier, that Velasco Ibanez neighborhood during the school season, ooh, You'll get yourself into trouble around there, I bet. And in the Plaza de la Arena, which is in the touristy, uh, more little bit more historical part of the city, a little bit more expensive, but there's a neighborhood over there, over by there called Rustafa, that's supposed to be really cool and not that expensive. And in Plaza de la Arena, you will find a lot of pretty girls lackadaisically sightseeing in the Plaza, I went out there with a English guy who didn't speak Spanish, and actually all the girls that he approached ended up being like Spanish girls or Colombian girls that spoke English. So yeah, pretty pretty great place to do day game. Finally, I will mention the Indiana Disco, and this is a nightclub that every self-respecting seducer who comes through Valencia should visit. It was such a good club that uh, the night after I went there, I found myself browsing through Airbnb looking for a flat within stumbling distance of it. It had a great layout with at least four different rooms, a terrace for smoking, and plenty of couches for lounging along with a smoking area just to the left of the entrance. I went on a Sunday night and they were doing a Latin salsa night there and I like to arrive a little bit late to these things because usually in the beginning they do like these like lame just like total basic things that I don't really need to spend my time and uh, I arrived late and it was actually really busy and it was a little bit difficult getting into the rotation of guys and girls dancing but I weaseled my way in and got my hands on what I was Therefore, and everyone was doing this basic bachata move, which kind of consisted of like a hand twirl and a spin, and then the girl humps you for a minute. So God bless the freaky bastard who invented bachata. It's just a, it's just a excuse to dry hump on the, on the floor while, while feeling a little bit classy and, and, uh, and doing it sober. It really is awesome.
you gotta try bachata if you haven't if you haven't done it. An open Latin dance night followed the class and consistent with my experience elsewhere. Latin dance dance nights attract smaller sets. You'll meet lots of girls just out with a single amiga or even out alone. Sola solita. You don't even have to worry much about managing big mix sets and the five euro entry included two free drinks supposedly and the grumpy bartender served me my non-alcoholic beer with a scowl. So I will be back to Valencia. Gotta say, after living abroad in, what is it, seven different countries, now my my top recommendations of cities for digital nomads has got to be Medellin, Kiev, and Valencia. So go check it out, gentlemen.